Pope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Well, that's a great song there from uh, Amy Grant. Thy word is a light onto my feet and a lamp onto my path. And you'll understand the significance of that with my next guest, who's David Cook. Uh, now, David, you're here to, to do a big reveal of a name change. But I've, I guess, <laughs> I guess if, if I said the Bournemouth and Poole Convention, uh, some people will, would know what that is. But for those who don't, just say a, little, a few words about what, what, it, what it is. Hi Blair, it's good to be with you on Hope FM this morning. Uh, the Bournemouth and Poole Convention has been going for nearly 30 years in this area. It's uh, a series of um, evenings, uh, teaching the Bible, gathering people from different churches, enjoying fellowship uh, with, with one another. We, it's, it happens annually now in July, for the first week of July. Um, I think in times past it's met at different times of the year, perhaps for a few evenings at the beginning of June. When we moved down here to Bournemouth uh, 20 years ago, it was three evenings a week at, I think, uh, the the church, Westcliff Baptist Church in uh, Westbourne. Now, I mean, obviously the reading of the Bible is, is really, really important, but some people, of course, find it quite quite difficult. Um, so, for, so for somebody maybe who struggles, what sort of tips could you give them in terms of, well, maybe you could try a different approach? Well, um, reading the Bible in... in um, in my experience, is best done in bite-sized chunks uh, on a daily basis. Um, so it's it's like uh, looking after tender plants. You water them daily. You feed them. You you look. You care for them, and you gradually get to hear what God says, bit by bit. So um, when I was a, a young Christian teenager, we were reading our Bible notes. We were having daily bread, and gradually getting to know the God who made us, the God who leads us, the God who's sovereign over the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think now that, because it's quite sad, isn't it? There's quite a lot of folk, even people who have faith, people who've been going to church for you know all their lives, who, who, who don't read the Bible you know, so much. It's not a foregone conclusion that, that every believer you know, regularly reads the Bible, but it's, it's quite important, isn't it, that they do? It is, and it's also good to remember what you've read, because so often we read a chunk of Scripture, and if we maybe read some notes about it and pray about it, uh, you can forget so easily what you've heard. The song you've just been playing from um, uh, Psalm 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That became really clear to me when I was on a, a Winter Mountain Leadership course in North Wales many years ago, and we were doing a night navigation, and we needed lamps to our feet and lights to our path. So that that's where the Bible comes alive, when you see it in, in real experience. Now we're going to be talking a wee bit about your about your own faith. I mean, I mean, how, how did your whole faith journey, your, your your personal journey, how did it begin for you, David? Well, I was privileged to be born in a Christian family. Both my mum and dad um, were believers. Um, they'd been Christians, I think, since their early years. They had um, they were Christian parents, and my grandparents are Christians. And when I was growing up uh, as a youngster in London and then as a teenager in Poole mum and dad would gather the family and we would read the Bible before we headed off to school each day so they taught me that regular Bible reading was important we worshipped together in the local church at that time St Mary's Longfleet occasionally we tripped across Bournemouth to Lansdowne where we heard Francis Dixon preach but really for me the family was the focus of, of seeing Christ at work hearing his word read and then thinking about it in my own life 
I made a profession of faith when I was a nine-year-old at a Baptist church Sunday school um, decision Sunday in London, Twickenham Baptist. But really, my early years, I didn't really grow as a teenager until uh, as a Christian until I was in my mid-teens. I'd been going to what was then Crusader Bible classes. They're now known as Urban Saints. So Sunday by Sunday, we would greet, we would meet each other, 120 boys on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> uh, at what is now Bournemouth Collegiate School, I think, Uplands, Upl- Upl- Appleby Road or Uplands Road. Um, for me, at school, even at Pool Grammar, there was a Christian union. So uh, regularly we would have uh, Bible talks. We've had discussions with other, other Christian boys. And my faith grew in my teens and that's where it began and its strengths and over the years there have been ups and downs there have been times when i've been distant from from christ uh, not reading my bible or praying as ugly as i would like but god always draws you back he's he's wonderful at bringing things to 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 happen in your lives which draw you back to him and then uh, he's always welcoming you a bit like the prodigal son sometimes we have dry periods in our lives but it's good to know that god is always with you even though you might distance yourself from him he is a, a, a an ever-present um, part of of a, of a believer's experience you're listening to community now on hope fm with keith jones bookshop serving the community for over 50 years visit keithjones.co.uk well, my very special guest today is David Cook, and we've been talking about, uh, well, I've referred to it as the Bournemouth and Poole Convention. But what we should do, actually, before we go any further, David, is to say that actually you have a new name, uh, which is? Bournemouth Bible Week. So why did, you, why did you make the change after all these years? Well, I think, I think the, co- the word convention is quite an old-fashioned word. Most of us have an idea of what it could mean. But it's it it I think sometimes doesn't really nail it, the, what the, the event is all about. So uh, after a number of months of discussion in January this year, we renamed the convention Bournemouth Bible Week. Bournemouth says where it is. The Bible is what we focus on for the week, and we're a week of of ministry. So uh, where it is, what it is, and when it happens. Uh, it says what it is on the tin. <laughs> now, of course, you've been doing this for a long time, but what was the what was the initiative that that started it all in the first place? Well, I wasn't here in in when it began. Um, although, in fact, when I lived in Pool in the sixties, there was certainly an, um, a number of churches that did things together, mainly evangelistic outreach. I can remember uh, going on to Pool Quay in the summer evenings and um, singing and giving testimony with uh, different churches. But I guess in the 90s when it started, there must have been a, a real drive to say, well, let's do something where we can have fellowship together at least once a year. The Keswick Convention has been going for nearly 150 years. Up in and Camp- still going, of course. At, absolutely. And they celebrate, yes, 150, I think, in, in a few years' time. And around the country, there is something called the Keswick Fellowship, where there are local versions of the Keswick Convention. It may now, I think, just be referred to as Keswick rather than the Keswick Convention. But um, we wanted to make our name contemporary. Uh, I always used to have challenging conversations with people from the door on the door after the evening meetings who came from Christchurch. And they said, well, why aren't you including Christchurch in your title, Bournemouth and Poole Convention? Well, Christchurch is also part of the conurbation. So but that would have made the name much longer. uh, And we thought, let's let's make it uh, 
easier to understand where we are operating, what we're doing, and for how long the meetings take place. Now, obviously, that was that was sort of why you did it. In terms of the content of 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 the evening, has that changed over the years? I think it's adapted over the years. Uh, when we moved to pool in in 2021, there were three evening meetings, and it was basically a a, a series of Bible uh, chapters or maybe a book, if it was a short book, that was preached. Uh, there was contemporary worship, testimony. Um, and so the preaching of the Word, the exposition uh, of the Bible text was was the fundamental um, point of the, of each of the meetings. But we know that as a gen as generations go, we have attracted in the past older folks. So we made a, a drive certainly a few years ago to uh, provide a program for teens, and the uh, we were helped in that regard by a group called Cross Teach, which is a, 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 a young people's um, Bible ministry in schools. And and yet because our week is the first week of July, and that's still term time for schools, it wasn't possible really to have a fully um, uh, fledged uh, children's family and, and youth program but we encourage all generations to come and the strap line which is gathering the churches preaching the word uh, again it says that it's not for one church we, we may come from a whole variety of church uh, contexts and cultures but if if we're gathering around the Word of God, then that's the thing that keeps us uh, unified and in common. And of course, I mean, great emphasis is placed on on unity, isn't it? In the Bible, you know that the, the Lord commands a blessing. Mm. But it, but it can also be a very encouraging thing, can't it? For, uh, for I mean, as a young boy, I used to go to Filey. Do you remember the Filey holiday crusades? And of course, Filey was like uh, Keswick with music then, although Keswick yeah, now has yeah, music yeah. as well. Uh, but of course, I I remember hearing some of the great Bible teachers, Alan Redpath, and you know and and so many of these very very gifted bible teachers and and I was a young guy but but just the excitement of seeing people from a whole range of different backgrounds meeting in this in this case of course it was a butlins holiday camp you know uh, but you don't meet in a butlins holiday camp you no, no, you, no, you, no, you, no, you meet no. in a very fine venue in central bournemouth yes we do i mean uh, we've been meeting at citygate church for the last few years which is big enough to take um, the five or 600 people we would have in the evening. We have met um, a couple of times, I think, in the past at Richmond um, Hill St. Andrews uh, Church, big church, and, and that can take a 1,000, I think, oh, yeah, if it was full. Yeah. So, but we, we, have, we wanted to move around to the bigger churches so that we could uh, cater for the, the, the numbers who come, especially in the evening meetings that we have. Now, over the years, have the numbers sort of... Uh, kept up because I mean obviously you know church attendance in some areas not everywhere by any means but it has suffered um, has the has has the meetings that you've been doing these these annual teaching events have the numbers kept up I think the numbers have fluctuated to be honest um, but usually in the evenings we've had um, four or five hundred people regularly coming I know in the past those numbers have perhaps been greater eight or nine hundred sometimes it depends on the speaker and how well he is known um, and sometimes people have travelled longer distances, even from the Isle of Wight or Portsmouth, Southampton area, to come to the evening meetings because it's not too far to travel. And for a, a well-known speaker, people would make the effort to do that. But in the mornings, when we gather for three mornings, we've had anything from 150 to 200 people at the church venue. Currently, it's at Christchurch Westbourne. So we almost fill tr- Christchurch Westbourne in the mornings. And although we don't fill Citygate in the evenings uh, because there's greater capacity than, than our attendance, it's still a good gathering. Well, you don't fill it yet, but, yet, yet. you know, 
live in faith. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. Well, that's a lovely hymn there. There is a hope, sung there by Stuart Townend. And of course, it brings happy and sad memories to you, uh, David, doesn't it? It does, Blair. That was one of the songs, hymns that we sang at the funeral of a lady called Valerie Allen. Val Allen, as I used to know her. She was my colleague in administering the convention um, when I began to be involved with it in 2008. And Val passed away a few, uh, a couple of years later with pancreatic cancer. And we still miss her. We, we value all the work that she did. She was a great volunteer. And each year that we worked together on the convention was, was a joy. So I'd like to dedicate that to Val in her memory. And uh, greetings to her husband, Rob, wherever he is. But um, we miss Val. And it's important, isn't it, because today, earlier in the programme, we were just talking and highlighting the work of people who volunteer their effort. But there are just so many people turn up at these events and so on. But I guess that very few uh, appreciate the the amount of work and planning, because I guess you're planning from year to year and all the things in between. Yeah, we have a good team, a team from uh, guys from different churches, uh, Broadstone Baptist, Christchurch, Westbourne. Uh, Keith Jones involved in the team as well, uh, Paul Christian Fellowship. And yes, there, there's planning that, and prayer that goes on throughout the year. And we usually try and keep at least a year ahead. So the speakers have been booked for 2022, at least a couple of years ago. Uh, we had a hiccup last year. But, uh, you well, there was that little thing called COVID. <laughs> no, so how did, how, did that, how did that impact you? Well, we had, uh, we had a program of, of uh, two speakers. So... Um, Tim and Terry Virgo was due to come and speak from slavery to inheritance on um, part of the life of Moses from Exodus. And uh, Chris Sinkinson, who is one of the lecturers at Moorlands, was due to come and take the three morning sessions for us. But of course, COVID meant that we couldn't meet together. We couldn't gather the churches physically. And in the end, um, we thought about having recorded talks but perhaps we weren't really geared up for that because the lockdown had only happened in March. We were due to meet in July. And so in the months that happened between March and, and June, we made the decision to go online and to feature one of the uh, series of talks that we had um, 10 years or so a- earlier with Dale Ralph Davis taking us through the book of Habakkuk. Uh, there are reasons behind that. Well, we weren't really able to organize um, recordings in time so we didn't have the convention that we planned in 2020. Like many things in 2020 didn't happen as they were planned. Uh, it was a joy to be refreshed with Dale's ministry through Habakkuk. He's a guy who can translate the Hebrew himself, so he brought his own translations when he preached at Richmond Hill St. Andrews that year. And it was good to have that prophecy being uh, revisited um, again. Now you've got new name and new website and of course much of the teaching is on your website isn't it? It is. We In re- revamping the website or in, in, in launching a new website in January we, we have tried to keep the content light in, in, in word but nevertheless we can add resources to it so the, 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 the recording that uh, we had for Dale Ralph Davis from Habakkuk we've uploaded that and we're planning to uh, add more uh, online content so that people can view 
or have access to view the, the, the talks from this year and from and from previous years. And just to say that that website is www.bournemouthbibleweek.org. Correct. Uh, and then if you put the info at, that's your email address. That's, that's so the correct. email, info at bournemouthbibleweek.org. Uh, uh, and we, we are going to be talking, of course, about what's happening uh, in July, first week in July, uh, you know, uh, uh, this year in just a moment. I- each week you pick a theme. What What is it that determines your choice? Well, primarily, it's a discussion with the two Bible teachers. So last year, um, Terry's choice was was focused on uh, the life of Moses and and Exodus, and it's interesting because his the, the word that we picked as as the cons- as the the convention theme was freedom, which was <laughs> so ironic because everything was locked down yeah, in twenty twenty. The opposite of freedom, the complete opposite. Um, but so were the children of Israel locked down in Egypt for four hundred years. Yeah. So had we been able to have Terry come and, and and preach to us, it would have been a very poignant and relevant um, experience because. They had been groaning. God had heard the, their cries, and eventually he rescued them um, miraculously and, and, and significantly. Um, but it's, it's usually a conversation with both speakers. The plan each year to, is to have one of them focus on uh, a passage or a book from the Old Testament and another one uh, from the New. So we try to balance the two halves of, of Scripture. And uh, the conversation with Terry, as I've said, was, was focusing on Old Testament and, and the life of Moses. And with Chris, it was the life of Christ. In fact, with, with Chris's experience, with his archaeological um, interest, uh, going to Palestine, going to Israel, uh, we were going to take a theme of Jesus on the shoreline. So his Galilean ministry from the Gospel of Mark. And fortunately, um, we're going to be able to do that this year, because although we didn't have the speakers last year, we've retained Chris and he's going to take us through uh, three parts of, of the teaching of, of that um, gospel. Mm. And he's got some interesting titles, but I don't know, would you want me to share the go, title yeah, this yeah. year? Go, go for it, yeah. Because we've just nailed these. And from Mark 4, um, on the shoreline with Jesus, facing the storm. So we're going to start with that. that that's that, appropriate, isn't it? <laughs> that fa- well, haven't pe- people been facing a storm? Goodness me. In, in, the, in, in lockdown, and not only in this country, but around the world. There's been a global storm that people are still facing mm. in parts of the world like India and Nepal, where the pandemic is still having a significant impact. And then uh, Chris's second talk from, from Mark 5 is going to be Healing the Hurt. So Mark five twenty one through forty three, and then finishing with satisfying the hunger from Mark six. So the feeding of the five thousand. So this is, these are three episodes from Jesus' ministry on the shoreline, and we trust it'll be relevant and encouraging, but also a challenge that uh, people continue to face. But Jesus can with the sovereign power that God has overcome them. Of course, you touched there, you mentioned those two words, sovereign power, and I guess that one of the other things that is very encouraging, that very often you know, when, when the word of God is taught and preached, that, that, that God uses it in all sorts of different ways, doesn't he? Do you get much feedback you know, from people who have attended uh, the meetings and uh, how they've been encouraged, uh, you know, how, how it has uh, helped them? We do. Um, the, the immediate feedback I get, which is lovely, when I stand at the door of the evening meetings and, and often the morning ones, and we have brief conversations with people on the way out. Uh, we've met people from all around the world in, in, in those um, brief uh, moments. 
and it's been encouraging to hear that people have come to Bournemouth to uh, to have a holiday, but also time their holiday at the time when the Bible ministry is being shared. So it's been encouraging to, to hear those um, um, comments, but also people kindly send us emails when they get back home and it's it's usually that the ministry that they've heard, though we've planned it, has touched them in a very specific way and has been really helpful and encouraging. Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. And my very special guest today is David Cook, the chairman of the Bournemouth Bible Week, formerly Bournemouth and Poole Convention, which was it was a mouthful, David, actually. It wasn't <laughs> come to think of some So Bournemouth Bible Week, as you say, it, it says what's on the tin, doesn't it? It which, does. Which is amazing. Um, now, this year, the event is taking place uh, on, on the, the first week uh, of July, uh, and... Um, which is the 5th to the 9th Correct. of July. And, of course, the, the, the evening venue is Gateway Church and the, the, other, the morning venue is at Christ Church. Well, the evening venue would have been Citygate Church. Would have been Citygate, yeah. But because, Sorry, we, we, because we really can't gather the churches yeah. as we would like to do, uh, it, it could be that we could have a, a socially distanced group, but it just would not come over in the way that we would uh, enjoy as much as, as possible. And so we've taken the decision a few months ago to make the evening meetings online. Colin Smith will have recorded his talks and then we'll be having a program very much like other churches are doing with some testimonies from local churches, some songs. Uh, but uh, most of the program in the evening will be Colin's talk on Psalm 23. So that will be recorded. We hope to do some Q&A uh, in some way uh, after the service, um, maybe on Zoom. Those plans are forming, and we'll know by the end of next month exactly what they'll look like. And, of course, the technology is such that, I mean, although it's unfortunate that yet, yet again, you know, you can't gather, you know, in the flesh, as, as it were, but, but getting it out there, you know, and, and, and having it available to a much wider audience does have its advantages, even though you would have done that anyway, probably. Yes, I mean, I think the fact that we've been all forced to be online for part of the last 15 or 16 months. Are you a Zoomer or a team man? I'm a Zoomer. I've been, <laughs> I've been Zooming with another ministry since 2018. So for us, um, because we're scattered in England, Scotland and Wales, we've been having Zoom conversations with the team um, every other month for quite some time. But the world has caught on to Zoom in the last 15, <laughs> and 16 those months. Are, and those immortal words, you're on mute. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think staying connected is a way that where Christians are scattered throughout the world or even through different countries of the UK, it's good to find ways other than conference calls to see each other and to hear each other and to share good news. Now, your lineup, uh, you know, for this week, I mean, obviously, sadly, your guest, uh, your, your, your main uh, speaker in, in, in the form of Colin Smith, will be recording. Yes. Uh, and, and so, but tell us a wee bit about him. Uh, Colin um, was a pastor in London. He was born in Scotland, but a pastor in London, Enfield Baptist Church, for a number of years. Um, but a good number of years now, I think it's probably 25 years, he moved to um, Arlington Heights Church in, in Chicago. It's renamed the, the Orchard Church, and it's a, it's a church of several thousand attendees, members, a pastor team, of, I think, in double figures. A good friend of mine, Bev Savage, who worked for the FIC a few years ago, um, went out there to be the executive pastor, so the, the pastor that was serving the pastoral team. And Colin was uh, involved in the FIC when he was a uh, pastor here in, in the UK. 
we've heard Colin preach at FIEC Fellowship of Independent Evangelical Church meetings. So he's he's a renowned Bible teacher, has online ministry in the states, unlocking the Word, unlocking the Bible, is one of the things that Colin is really very successful in in doing in helping. Uh, to do when you hear about the sort of the size of the churches in the states it, it the mind boggles doesn't it it's like going to a Wembley stadium i think i i visited a friend in florida a couple of years ago and uh, florida first baptist church i think it was but the car park was huge <laughs> uh, the main auditorium i think must have been at least a couple of thousand and there were ministries with for groups but hundreds of people attending the various things that were going alongside so yeah if we talk about mega church and we have large churches in the uk um but few that would be of that size but ultimately when you break down church membership and church relationships it boils down to small groups and face-to-face contact so that's something which i think all churches try to make their contact with their members personal um, in in bite-sized chunks or in small groups. So tell us a wee bit about what Colin's theme is going to be. Well, he's chosen Psalm 23, which is probably the, the most famous chapter in the Bible. Um, the Lord is my shepherd is is well known to many. It's, it's a psalm of uh, encouragement, but also of challenge. So his talks are going to be focusing on God leading. Uh, like the shepherd leads the sheep. In fact, often in the in the Middle East, shepherds are in front of the sheep and they're leading them. Whereas in the UK, you see shepherds driving the sheep with the dogs from behind. So it's a different context. But he's focusing on God leading us, God restoring us, and what a message that's going to be uh, after we've been going through uh, the pandemic. God guarding us, He guards me, uh, so protecting. And then feeding. He feeds me. And then finally, he loves me. So those are the five themes that Colin is going to draw out of that short Psalm 23. And we're looking forward to that very much in the evenings. So all in all, it's going to be a real feast of Bible teaching. So add Colin, of course, to Chris and and and, uh, and so on. And, uh, and, and of course, all of it. Uh, online yes. this year. How, are you already starting to plan? Are you making bold steps? You said that you often book speakers in advance. What, what about 2022? Well, we have two speakers booked uh, for 2022 from the UK. Adrian Reynolds, who is one of the um, directors of the FIEC. Adrian came to us uh, two or three years ago, I think, and, and t- took the morning meetings uh, from Ephesians. Um, in fact, Ephesians 1, he talked about the blessings that we hear about, read about in Ephesians 1. And we've asked him to take our five evening meetings. Andrew Satch, also a pastor uh, in London, is going to take the the uh, the morning meetings at Christchurch Westbourne. So the speakers for 2022 are booked. We were we've already begun to think about 2023, but um, nothing in the diary just confirmed as yet. But as I say, it's all it's all on the drawing boarding. And I guess that, that there'll be like the great release. I guess if nothing else, you'll have to have a big celebration, you know, <laughs> as people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think people are at, at the point now, aren't they, where they're champing at the bit, really. I mean, even with local churches and so on. Some, of course, have started to meet together uh, again in smaller numbers. But but I guess it it will it will be a great time of release and maybe appreciating what we had, but didn't realize what we had. No, I think we took for granted 
enjoyed what we'd had in the past so much. But churches like my own at Lansdowne, we've been gathering some on a Sunday morning. Christchurch Westbourne, where we're going to be meeting on the Wednesday, Thursday and Friday of that first week, have been gathering together. So we're used to, but people will need to book. So there'll be some form of booking online to reserve your space, sitting in your bubble or not, depending on the news as it comes from the government on June 21st. <laughs> so we're still keeping plans or making plans. But as Proverbs 16.9 says, we, have, we make plans in our hearts, but the Lord directs our steps. So we're looking to him to direct so that our final arrangements for the week, which we'll know about, God willing, by the end of June, will be clear and safe and uh, a time of, of celebration as well as uh, good Bible teaching. And, of course, you'll be in for a lot of change with the, you know, as well because with Lansdowne, of course, they will be moving to the new premises uh, in, in central in Lansdowne, effectively, yes. uh, very shortly, won't they, in the summer? Yes, well, it's been a long journey since 2015 when we left our old premises. But, no, the building work completes next month and the fit-out during the summer. So by September, um, if... That is uh, what we're able to do legally, then we'll be meeting in the new building uh, for the first time. We're looking forward to that. Very excited about it. Absolutely. Well, just a reminder that if if you're wanting to know a lot more detail and be able to know how you can you can tune in uh, to that wonderful teaching coming our way, just remember uh, the dates, the 5th to the 9th of July uh, this year and the the website is www.bournemouthbibleweek.org. And if you want to drop David or his team uh, an email, you just put info in front of that. So Correct. it's info at bournemouthbibleweek.org. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.